Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Anything and Everything. And I'm Kushbu, and I am 19 years old, and I am studying at University of New South Wales in Sydney, Australia. And I'm doing a Bachelor of Social Work Honors or the Bachelor of Social Sciences. And yeah, this is just like a fun, carefree podcast that we decided to start. And today I'm joined here by Nick. And Nick, if you would like to introduce me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Nick, as Christian mentioned. I'm studying mm-hmm. at U- the University of New South Wales, the University of New South Wales as well. And I'm studying aerospace engineering and commerce. Uh, so we decided to start this podcast just for fun, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not really a serious thing. Well, I don't know no, if it's no. a serious thing. <laughs> it could turn, yeah. Yeah, because we both have a lot to say about many different things. And I guess that's that's why we chose the name of the podcast, because we don't really want to concentrate on a specific thing in particular. Mm-hmm. Well, at least not yet anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, today's topic of discussion, if you want to mention it, Kushbu. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so today's um, episode will be focusing on societal norms and pressure. So, like we're starting off with the big one. Like, yeah. Where are you stuck here, guys? <laughs> um, <laughs> why not? Topic yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Start off strong. <laughs> Honestly. Um, there's a really funny story as to how we chose uh, the episode, like what to focus on during this episode. Uh, so I told Nick that I was scared to post on our university discussion group on Facebook. And I wanted to ask if there was like a psychology group chat for my course next term that I could join. And Nick was like, well, why does it matter? Like, why would it matter if nobody replied? And I was like, well, sometimes I guess it's just like the overthinker in me. And then Nick was like, this should be our first cast episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes, that is correct. We should do that. Honestly, because it's a very interesting topic to talk about. And I've studied it. So henceforth, I kind of know as well, like the psychology that goes behind it as well. Yeah. Um, henceforth, henceforth, <laughs> coming out with the big words already. It hasn't even. Got a distinction on my essay yesterday. So. Congratulations. <laughs> we will be talking about grades later in the podcast, but first, mm-hmm. or should we talk? Should we start talking about grades now that you've mentioned it? Yeah, let's just talk about it. It's yeah. A good segue. Yeah. Why not? You set it up perfectly, yeah. Kushbu. Thank you so much. <laughs> um. With grades, I feel, I feel like grades don't really determine your worth, you know, and as well as I feel like I'm a very strong believer in getting good grades doesn't make you a good person. Like, you should be a good person, too, with good intentions. <laughs> and... oh, sorry, it just came <laughs> Just when you said that, I was like, wait, people who get good grades are going to be like, or are gonna think, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mean. I don't mean to throw shade to anybody. Um, <laughs> I just, just being meant attacked. as in, 
no 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 I don't want to attack anybody guys this is this podcast is just like our opinions and we're like talking about like a disclaimer that this is our opinion and just yeah it's for fun but mm-hmm. um anyway I wanted to say that grades as well are a very big part of your life whether we like it or not and it can be very impactful on one's self-esteem if we don't get the grades we want you know and I feel like I really struggled with that in high school as well yeah and uh, there's an example that I would like to throw out Uh, I'm not really like ashamed and talking about it anymore because honestly this is why we have these conversations but I got a B wait I got a D (laughs) in math in year 12 (laughs) and I had to repeat GCSE math and I was obviously very upset by it because I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, honestly, I try my best and it never happens. It never works. But by the end, I realized that at least I didn't give up. You know, at least I had the choice to do it or not. And I wanted to do it again and to prove that I could do it. And I ended up with a B. So I kind of won, guys. <laughs> yeah, you did, of course. Yeah. What? Thank you. That that's a good it's a very good example to something that I've learned or something that I've come to realize when it comes mm-hmm. to grades especially since we're students it's it's a very big part of our life as you mentioned. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's quite I wouldn't say stupid, but it's in our nature. It's stupid mm-hmm. that it's in our nature that we as yeah. humans we like to compare ourselves to other people constantly it's kind of especially because yeah. in high school we we're not we're pretty much on a level ground or it's really easy to compare especially if we're in the same class and we just did the same exam mm-hmm. we're literally comparing ourselves with other people by a number on a paper and that it's not mm-hmm. a good thing it's very bad for our mental yeah. health it's very bad for our self-esteem especially mm-hmm if other people are doing better than we are. Mm-hmm. And what I've come to realize is it's better to compare yourself to your past self. Yeah, that makes sense. Compare yourself to your past self rather than other people because even if you think about it, mathematically speaking, there's so many variables between the point where you are born and the point where you finish that exam that it's just really, really irrational to compare itself with other people. It's, yeah, and for example, so in your example where you got a D before and then you ended up getting a B, was it mm-hmm. after two tries or just one? Two. Yeah, so two, two tries. tries. But even then it just shows that you're really resilient and you really, really wanted to pass. Well, I mean, you kind of had to, but even if yeah, you didn't yeah. have to, I'm pretty sure knowing you that you still would have went for it, right? Or not. Yes. Thank you for that compliment. <laughs> but would you have um, done Yeah, I don't like... What? Like, yeah, of course. Like, I, I have the option, but it doesn't really look like... It doesn't look nice to have, like, a big fat D sitting on your transcript. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> Sorry guys, trying to keep it PG here. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> um 
but <laughs> I wanted to get a good grade and um first 10 like I didn't like in year 12 when I had to do it no shade but I didn't have a really good teacher <laughs> and he would just make us do past papers and I didn't really learn the like the mm. I didn't have my foundation correct you know I was really good at algebra and um everything like with numbers and stuff but when I when it came to like trigonometry or anything like that I didn't have my foundation correct in the first place so I needed to know that first before I could attempt problems yeah. not to make this like a math podcast you would like that Why not? you <laughs> honestly I don't know I'm kind of sick of math at this point but yeah <laughs> um but I realized that I spent so much time running away from math that it eventually caught up to me and I I had to do it anyway Mm. (laughs) um but yeah with the with math like I don't mind it anymore like if I had to do it I could do it again but yeah I don't like giving up and that's the one thing I really like about myself is that I keep on doing it until I understand it instead of running away from the problem you know that's really good yeah that's kind of the key to math really is to really just understand it understand it rather than just Mm -hmm. repeating doing the same questions or something along those lines like obviously Mm -hmm. there's practice involved but you need to understand it if you want to be able to do questions that aren't that weren't presented to you in the past. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And that's what kind of bothered me was that I don't know this and you're giving us past papers, but we don't know the technique. We don't know how to attempt questions. So like, mm-hmm. teach us, please, that's the key to math. It's in practice, practice, practice until you say. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had my fair share of experience with math, so I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, me too. I think everyone has, because it's kind of just one of those fundamental topics or subjects mm-hmm. where you need to pass it or else either a school or society in general will just be like, what, why, why aren't you doing yeah. this right, you know? Very At least true. that's what I think. And that yeah. reminds me, yeah, that, sorry, that reminds me with like society, like when I had to repeat, when I had to repeat math, and um, one of my friends, Shania, hi, if you're listening, she did math with me in year 12. And again, I'm not ashamed to say she passed, she got a B. And I was really upset, not at her. I was upset at myself, like, what did I do wrong? But then when I sat with myself and I was like, wait, Shania has done GCSE math before, you know, in mm-hmm. year 10 and 11, she's had previous experience with it. I, on the other hand, had like less than 10 months to prepare for an exam. And I didn't know. And that's where the comparing comes in again. Whether we okay. like to do it or not, we it happens. And I compared and it really, really took a toll on me and it really hurt me. But then I realized like, hey, come on, get it together. You can do it. You can do it. If you did it before, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, like as Nick said, like comparing is like second nature to us. Whether like we do it unconsciously or we do it consciously, we do do it whether we see it or not yeah Yeah, it's really hard not to do it realistically speaking it's difficult very difficult 
and it, it can it. it can take a really big toll on you but you can always yeah to, you can always start to just con make sure that you consciously realize when you're doing it and just try mm -hmm. to put a stop to it or mm -hmm. kind of revert your mind to something else or just mm -hmm. compare yourself to your mm -hmm. past self and that's what i've been doing and i feel it does exactly. help a lot rather than just asking wait mm -hmm. why did he get 90% and I only got 60%. Why, what am I doing mm -hmm. wrong? What is he, he or she doing right? You know, and in mm -hmm. the case where you just mentioned yeah. Shania, you, you realize that she had more experience than you did. And that gave mm -hmm. her an edge to pass. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And again, with like, with what Nick said, like past self, every individual is different. You know, mm -hmm. like, no one is the same no one is the same and oh, if they get good grades and you don't but I just feel like everyone is built differently everyone has different experiences everyone has a story to tell but that story is different you know and even like going back going into the brain psychology of it that everyone's limbic system operates differently the amygdala the hypothalamus everything operates differently like everything. Cortex. throwing yes yes <laughs> throwing your 13 biology biological psychology terms out here but yeah yes. <laughs> i definitely took everyone's built psychology in your 13 <laughs> yeah he did mr heath if you're listening you're really cool and got a star teacher I had. yeah thank you mr heath <laughs> for giving me the psychology psychologist of the year award Hey, I got that. I got that award. Don't try to take that away from me, please. He gave it to me in private. Oh, damn. Fake people out here. <laughs> Did you just call Mr. Heath fake? And you're going to send him this podcast. Sorry, Mr. Heath. <laughs> well, I guess he's not your teacher anymore, so you can say whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, love you, Mr. Heath. You're awesome. <laughs> we do like good teachers. Yes, we do. And again, like that's a really good point. Having good teachers as well can really be impactful as well. Like it builds you, it builds your self-esteem. And in year 13, I had a really great math teacher. And that is why I got to be like, I give all the credit to him. Like he really, really helped me understand the foundation and it really helped me so like having a good teacher can really lift your spirits up and really make you enjoy the subject for what it is yeah so yeah especially in math I think it's very important to have mm -hmm. good teachers because there are very difficult uh topics or concepts in math and if you don't get taught it properly you just you end up just learning how to do the questions rather than understanding the actual yeah. the actual concepts which mm -hmm. is not good Definitely. and can lead to bad grades. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, well, while we're on the topic of like, you know, um, grades, I feel like we could talk about like friends, you know, having friends in your surroundings who okay. make you feel heard and supported. Because mm -hmm. I felt like that really helped me in year 13 when I had to repeat math. All my friends were so supportive. 
shout out to you guys. Mm-hmm. I miss you guys. <laughs> Everyone was so nice. And like, shout out to Nick who helped me throughout math. Like he like really like made me understand. Like before my math mock, he like helped me understand questions and like, yeah. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> You're so welcome. That's what friends are for. Exactly. So, yeah, we're getting yeah, all like, mushy again, now. <laughs> I really miss my friends. Um, uh, but yeah, I feel like with friends as well, like with COVID, we all got separated and we didn't really get to see each other. Yeah, for sure. I got to see some of my friends. But when we didn't have our whole group at graduation, it really, really hurt me. And uh, the next day, I was just like really emotional. Like we were gonna go drink together. It didn't really happen. Um, but yeah, I feel like we could talk about it on the podcast. You know, have like uh, yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Have a few of our friends who who didn't who weren't in Guangzhou at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because we all had different stories, right? Well. Everyone, yeah, obviously yeah. we all Mostly. had different stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even I was in a pretty difficult situation, or in a pretty not difficult. I don't even know how to describe it. It was, it was just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, you were like in Vietnam for nine months, so I think it's pretty reasonable to say it was difficult, and it was difficult. Yeah, it's just very. <laughs> it was very difficult and I feel like we all coped with it differently so that's why I think mm-hmm. we could have our friends on and talk about yeah. our experiences because that'd be really cool I'm gonna like note be. that down. <laughs> great idea yeah. while you're doing yeah. that we can move mm-hmm. on to the next topic of discussion societal mm-hmm. oh social media because that, mm-hmm. that is one of the biggest parts the societal pressure at this day and age especially uh, on the younger generation you know uh, gen mm-hmm. gen z millennials mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. do you think gen z or gen z i i alternate because i do find myself saying z but that's not mm-hmm. the correct way to say it because <laughs> i'm british and we're meant to we're meant to say z <laughs> British. <laughs> yeah, we're also supposed to say math. Kushbu, not. Oh my math. god. <laughs> we went to the British school me. of Guangzhou, not <laughs> at the American school. Well, you did go to the American school, but you graduated. Yeah, for like a school, year. So. I graduated at the British school. So. Fix your yeah. pronunciation. That's <laughs> for anybody listening. He always. He always makes fun of me when I say math and not it's math. Not just you. It's also everyone who who says it. I have. I feel I have the obligation <laughs> to correct them. Kind of a pet peeve, nearly. Anyway, yeah. social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, social media again, like linking back to my story book and like trying to post. Social media is intimidating, man. Like there are a mm-hmm. lot of factors yeah, that contribute oh. <laughs> and a lot of like factors that contribute to um social media like and it can be it's such a big part of our life whether we like it or not you know and it's also very difficult 
sometimes to cope with the with what you see on social media like what you see on instagram you see like people are living their best life and it just can really again really like you start comparing again that's where the comparison yeah. comes from um and with social media as well when you see people that build that expectation in front of you or that norm that you have to follow like oh that's what they're doing i feel like i should do that too like i need to do this to fit in mm-hmm. and vice versa you know yeah especially i think with snapchat was quite a big played quite a big part big part in the comparison thing because people would always film themselves at parties or at concerts and stuff mm-hmm. on snapchat mm-hmm. i think now it's yeah. more on instagram but I just remember in 2017, 2017, around that time, my Snapchat story feed was literally just full of people going to parties and concerts. I wasn't particularly mm-hmm. affected, particularly affected by that because I'm not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, let's go mm-hmm. to a party or concert. I'm more of the opposite. Yeah. I just prefer to just chill at home and watch a movie or something. Literally same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> but there are other people who maybe don't feel the same way and feel pressured in that sense to go to a concert or go to a party just to film it, put it on their social media and be like, or feel that they are at the same kind of societal level in a way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or that mm-hmm. they're also having fun. You no, know? no, that would make sense. Yeah. And then, like, you feel, you feel the pressure to have fun as well. Like, oh, if they're having fun, why can't I? Like, and then you start, mm-hmm. like, posting and, and, like, it just, it creates that, like, pressure to fit in, you know? Like, as someone, like, as Nick, like, same with Nick, I don't like, like, my friends will know this, but I don't like going out clubbing. I don't like partying. And I, essentially, I'm, like, a 19-year-old with, with a 90-year-old like I'm just a, yeah I'm a 90 year old you're mentally 19 to 90 years old yeah 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 <laughs> and I don't like going out as much like I would really like, rather stay home and everything mm. and it, I don't feel like but however this is where like I feel like FOMO is linked as well Ooh, yeah and, <clears throat> yeah and like you know wait what is FOMO in so case high, people don't know because oh, before you, meant, you or Eunice mentioned it, I had no idea what that meant. Okay, so for uh, FOMO, for people who don't know, is fear of missing out. And mm-hmm. that is essentially what like comes when you see people and you see your friends out and you feel like you're missing out on what could be a really fun experience. And Eunice knows this about me, but oh, I struggle with FOMO so much at times. It's it, it can be really unhealthy at times like she knows this and oh. she and I really struggle with FOMO yeah mm. <laughs> and uh yeah and like you just mentally start thinking like oh my god I'm gonna miss out on a fun memory I'm gonna miss out on an inside joke or whatnot mm. and it just it's that really unhealthy expectation that you create in your mind that you have to be everywhere all the time which is not essentially the case you know yes of course create memories with your friends and everything and that's awesome but sometimes when you you have to take a step back and really acknowledge your boundaries like 
FOMO, like, okay, this is really like, you know, affecting me. So I should take a step back. I should yeah. calm down. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know you guys struggled with it. Well, I kind of knew Eunice you struggled with it, but I didn't know you guys struggled with it to that extent where you thought you might miss out on a memory or an inside joke. Mm-hmm. And that's how I of, feel. Yeah, it's kind of weird for me to hear because I've never really felt that way mm-hmm. or I've never felt FOMO to that extent. The mm-hmm. only time I remember having struggling with FOMO a lot was when mm-hmm. it was during COVID and you guys were in school and I was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, mm-hmm. oh my God, they're having so much fun and I'm just here doing nothing in this <laughs> country, this other country. No, it's fine. I, it's, <laughs> I'm over it now. And mm-hmm. actually, it, it was just a short phase, but mm-hmm. I can understand how people do feel FOMO, especially when they feel the need to fit in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And see, again, like, with Nick's example, like, oh, they're having so much fun, and I'm here, like, not doing anything. It's like mm-hmm. that, again, that expectation that, like, that you've created in your mind psychologically speaking that they're having fun however again you never know what's going on behind the scenes maybe we post on social media as we're having fun but oh my god who got boring at times yeah like but two minutes later you guys boring. started throwing fish yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. and trying to see if Gigi Hadid was like pregnant like we got so bored like we were like examining her social <laughs> media posts <laughs> it was yeah it was school got really boring at times because like we were so for people who don't know year 13 were the first ones to go back to school and in year 13 like there were some people that showed up on the first day and then by the end of it it was me Eunice, Juanita and Marley (laughs) and we liked going to school oh yeah Max but Max didn't really show up to school but he didn't really show up to school at times yeah like I had to text him at I had to text him and be like, can you please come to school? What are you doing? That guy. Yeah. Like, if I forced him, he would come to school. But, yeah. Um, shout out to you, Max. We're just, like, shouting out all our friends. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll probably be on, so people yeah. need to know their names. Yeah. Yeah. Max is very funny, and he is one of, he's both our best friends. So, Yeah. Anyway, what was I talking about? Yeah, school was, it got really boring at times. And we were just like online courses and we we're like, what the hell? Mm. But we still went to school to just have like a change of scenery, a change of routine. And yeah, but again, like, again, that expectation that they're having so much fun. But again, you never know what a person is actually going through behind the scenes. And I feel like that is very applicable to real life situations as well. For sure, yeah. But yeah. And I feel like also this expectation can be linked to TV shows and movies as well. You know, yes. like with, yeah. um, like I watch like, I watch so many TV shows and everything and I just see these characters and I'm like, how do you find people? <laughs> how do you just like find people to what, be actors? in a relationship with? Yeah, yeah, like oh. like the, on the show, like on yeah, the yeah. show, it just like or a movie like a rom com, like you mm-hmm. see that and you're like, oh my god, they just like found somebody so quickly and they're like in love, like 
<laughs> like how do you find people like that and that creates an expectation in my mind that <clears throat> if it's easy for them it's gonna be easy for me too yeah. that is not the case it's really not first of all these are <laughs> these are actors who are getting mm-hmm. paid to do that second of all um their actual romantic history in real life is kind of messed up you're stealing my point what are you doing <laughs> no you can elaborate i just wanted to put on a point <laughs> so you can you're putting it. me on the stage okay <laughs> no because we actually recorded this once already but i wasn't really happy with it but when we recorded this the first time i had this revelation or this well, yeah, revelation that <laughs> a lot of actors have really messed up romantic lives and they've, at least, for example, in a rom-com, a lot of them have either been divorced or just have had really complicated romantic histories. So I can't really think of an example, but mm, Matthew McConaughey, he wasn't, excuse me. Matthew McConaughey so wasn't <laughs> Matthew McConaughey what the hell Matthew McConaughey wasn't married until 40 his 40 45 something like that and he had a lot of relationships mm-hmm. before that at least that's what he says in his biography and yeah Brad Pitt as well I don't know as much mm-hmm. about him but I'm sure you do um um <laughs> I'm sure you do um Brad Pitt um, I feel he, like, him and Angelina Jolie, like, they were, like, put on, they they were given this title, like, the perfect Hollywood couple that could never go wrong. And then in 2016, bam, a divorce. Like, Boom. you never, again, like, you never know what's actually going on. Like, we just see this, like, made-up picture, but you never know, like, what goes on behind the scenes again, you know? Like, with, mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt is... Yeah, he was involved with Jennifer Aniston, and he was married to her, and then they broke up, and then he cheated on her with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, something like that. I have no and idea. And then he got divorced. He got divorced again, so karma is a bitch. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just rom-coms especially. <laughs> they, make, they portray this false story that you should be able to go out onto the street, you'll bump into someone and you'll, there's like this love at first sight and mm-hmm. everything just works. Well, there, rom-coms usually there's maybe a small fight in between or, oh my God, he did this. I don't know what I'm going to do. But <laughs> <laughs> that's about it really. There's not a lot of friction. It just all works flawlessly. And that's because it's fiction. Mm-hmm. It's just it's made to end with a happy ending it's not made so that by mm-hmm. the end of it you feel shit basically you you don't feel yeah. oh my god i'm never going to find love instead you think mm-hmm. i'm going to go outside and i'm just going to find my future wife or husband mm-hmm. because i bump into them and that's just not the case no it's not definitely not like real life relationships whether it be romantic or not, they require a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know? For and sure. with friendships as well, like, you know, and because and, 
I've never really been in a relationship, so I can't really speak for people. But like, no, but you you have been in friendships, so like you mm-hmm. you have friends, yeah, and they take a lot of work yeah. as well. It's not it's not just oh, okay, we're friends. We can just not talk to each other for three years, and mm-hmm. everything will be fine. Yeah, no, no, please. I don't, I don't get, yeah, I don't like that. Like, yeah. Anyway, that's like a different topic, but <laughs> um, yeah, like even friendships, as Nick said, and family relationships as well, yes, they require family like, as well, work and for sure. Yeah. Family, and family can as be well, a very like, difficult relationship. With... Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't, don't apologize. Um, with, even with like, like family like cousins and aunts and uncles and as somebody who comes from an Indian background I can tell you I have way too many cousins to count and I have way too many aunties and uncles to keep track of and every time I go to India and my mom introduces me to someone I'm like oh you're part of our family Teresa and I damn I did not know that (laughs) like every time I go to India I always discover a new relative (laughs) oh that's so relatable as a Mexican (laughs) It's also very relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Latin cultures and Indian cultures are similar in many ways. I think so I too. Feel. I think one day people will start to realize this and then there'll just be this harmony between Latin and Indian <laughs> people. Because yeah. there are a lot of parallels that we've realized, mm-hmm. especially since I've been in Mexico for the past few months. Like I described. Mm-hmm certain things to you and you just think wait this just reminds me a lot of India yeah 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 Yeah. even the place that Nick is in Guadalajara like it really reminds me of Jaipur where I'm Guadalajara (laughs) Guadalajara as Eunice would say got the pronunciation (laughs) Guadalajara yeah you got it right actually very well done Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I my Spanish skills have been taking off. Anyway, not to flex, but yeah, like <laughs> he tells me things because like we call each other regularly, and like when he tells me these things, and I'm like, wait, um, India, okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to India, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, actually. Yeah, and I've been. Different. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like going back, I yeah, again, I have not been in a relationship, but I do know that other relationships outside my social circle require a lot of work. And mm-hmm. with friends, like and with family and just, you know, keeping in contact with people can really help at times. Like with my like our me and Nick are in the same friend group for anybody wondering. We both have the same friends. Yeah. Um but with COVID, we all were different on different parts of the world and staying in touch with most of most of our friends really helped me, I feel, just to mm-hmm. kind of keep in contact with them. And I don't know if it was the same for you, Nick, but I felt like that really helped me, like just keep in contact with people and our friends. But yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It it definitely helped me, especially I think after I moved to Mexico, there was an even bigger distance between me yeah. and you guys because a lot of you were still in China and were literally on the opposite mm-hmm. side 
couple well not literally but pretty close to the opposite side of the world and yeah yeah having the calls or for us to all commit to calling each other maybe what we say once a month maybe maybe even twice a month Mm -hmm. if it's if we're yeah if we feel like it and we're not too busy yeah it really helps because we get to catch up with each other and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's fun to hear how our friends are doing and how they're doing at university. Mm-hmm. It just, it can also be really relatable as well because we're, we're in the same university. So obviously we relate on a lot of things, but when they mm-hmm. also relate with things that we go through, it's just like, oh, okay, thank God we're not alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And with like um, me and Nick, like we text each other every day and I feel like that's a really good thing like even though we're on the type of parts of the world no, and with the time difference and everything okay i'll just go die um <laughs> no i i really like to just keep in contact with people and i feel like it really helps me and yeah, yeah is very I, don't know. I know like, can't get enough of me <laughs> I'm not okay this morning but yeah um just staying in contact with our friends and family and like relationships and everything requires commitment and sometimes commitment can like create expectations in your mind and when something doesn't go the right way in a relationship it can be tough it can hurt you yeah it can definitely it can be really tough and you people get hurt and these expectations can be very unhealthy at times like when you build this thing up in your mind you're like it's gonna work it's gonna work and when it doesn't work and it falls apart and you're just like damn you know and you yeah. you're you're left feeling really hurt you know mm-hmm. it, but it's important to reflect especially after being hurt mm-hmm. in that way because it's one thing to you know mm-hmm be hurt or go go through something bad but if you just keep on mm-hmm. mm, how can I say this keep on acting in the way that you used to or keep on expecting the same things without changing it, it yeah. can it'll just lead to the same thing it'll lead to the same outcome exactly. and you need to realize that wait actually these rom-coms that I'm watching or whatever movies you're watching that mm-hmm build expectations up in your head mm-hmm. they're completely fiction and you mm-hmm. shouldn't expect yourself to go through a similar thing as what actors do or characters do in mm-hmm. those kind of movies exactly exactly and that really just brings up a good point that it just like setting these expectations and when they don't work and then you just go through that cycle again like that reverse cycle you're not really changing you know and Mm -hmm. again like for people who don't know me I really love talking about self-development and growth and COVID changed me a lot I feel and with that cycle I kind of I feel like it kind of broke that cycle for me I became more patient and I became more self-aware you're very patient I'll mm -hmm. give you that you're very patient I can be the most annoying person on earth (laughs) and you still deal with me yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so 
props to you for your patience. I, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you to COVID for making me patient. I feel like Leah can relate. <laughs> no, Leah can't relate. She's can very you be annoyed? Oh, she can relate with that for sure. <laughs> but she's very impatient. But yeah, like Leah's my sister. Of growth. That's what people. Oh that's yeah. People know. yeah. We're just talking as if everyone knows everything about our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Leah, my little sister. Sister. <laughs> she's, she's in Vietnam right now so yeah um well, yeah and going back <laughs> it's so funny people just like knowing <laughs> <laughs> um yeah going back to the topic of growth and I feel like it just it really I grew a lot as a person so when you break that cycle of expectation and what you expect from other people. And I feel like it's difficult to not have these expectations. Cause like as yeah, for sure. we mm -hmm. always love having expectations and whether we get hurt, we still have them. But um, yeah, I feel like when you kind of break that expectation, you have room to grow, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And you have room to reflect on what you're doing wrong and set your boundaries for yourself and acknowledge the fact that it's going to be okay, but just takes a lot of time for self-reflection and self-development, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so there are also different aspects that we need to that we consider when it comes to societal pressure societal pressure and societal norms. So for example, mm -hmm. we've both been exposed to a lot of different cultures and a lot of different countries because we went to an international school together and yeah. well, there are a lot of people from different nationalities there. And also we have friends mm -hmm. that are from all over the world. And mm -hmm. I'm, two, I'm from two nationalities. I'm British and Mexican. And there are a lot of different expectations in each of those cultures, basically, right? I don't know yeah. if you want to talk about the expectations that you feel are quite, mm, that are quite popular, not popular, but quite common. Yeah, common in, in maybe Indian culture, that you are Indian. Mm -hmm. And Indian culture, yeah, I am Indian for anybody who's wondering. I'm just Indian. I don't have two nationalities like Nick I'm just I'm not that cool I'm Mr. Worldwide <laughs> Pimple that has wasn't... nothing on me <laughs> that wasn't funny but why did I laugh anyway <laughs> that's so weird I'm so sorry deal with it um anyway with soldiers I feel uh I was raised by two very open-minded people. Like my parents are very open-minded individuals. And I'm not just saying that for the sake of the podcast. They both are very open-minded and I'm very grateful that they are because it really reflects on my upbringing as well. And not to like toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm very open-minded as well mm. because of my parents. And I feel like it's a it's a important quality to have when if you want to go into the field of social work and psychology because you're going to meet a lot of different oh, yeah. people and you have to mm -hmm. stay open-minded you know and not be just be respectful basically 
exactly. And uh, however, like I was, I was like my childhood was spent in Dubai. So for the first six years of my life, I was in Dubai. And then I moved to China in 2007. And yeah, I've been here and I have moved to Dubai a couple of times, but we don't have to talk about that. I don't count it. I just mm-hmm. always just put 2012 and 2016 in China because, like, I just don't like talking about Dubai. No shade to anybody. <laughs> Once again. Um, but, yeah, I was, I feel like me not being, you know, I was never raised in India. I never lived in India. I was just born there. And then my parents were like, let's lead her to Dubai. But, <laughs> mm. um, uh, yeah, I I was brought up in different cultures. Like in Dubai, there's a different culture and a different norm that you tend to follow. And I've noticed in Dubai, people love partying and going out and staying up until 5 a.m. and posting on their Snapchat stories like Nick mentioned before and having that luxury luxurious lifestyle that I just don't like. And Nick knows this. I just don't like toxic, <laughs> materialistic lifestyles. This is like not me. No, yeah. Same. And then in yeah, and in China, like it's just so different when you see the different cultures, you know, that I was mm-hmm. raised in. It was very, it's very different. Um and I feel like my parents, they were raised in India, but they spent they've spent their majority of their adult life in abroad, basically. And I feel like that's also really influenced them and their thinking. But I feel, however, there are some challenges that come with Indian. <laughs> like, I love you, mom and dad, if you're listening. <laughs> Sometimes um, I feel they just want me to be safe and they want me to make the best decisions for myself, which all parents should be like. But I, I'll give you guys an example. I have a curfew that I have to follow I have to be home by 10 10 30 the latest and I'm 19 and I still have a curfew and that might be sound that might feel weird to some people and not weird to many because again different expectations different norms are all different um like again linking with FOMO um my friends like they can stay out they have a different curfew time and when I have to go home I'm just like really why do I have to go home like in my mind I'm like mm. I'm old I'm mature I can stay safe I'm in one of the safest countries in the world and India is not really as safe with like <laughs> it's like made this thing <laughs> but uh sometimes it can be difficult negotiating with my parents like you know can I stay out a little longer but again my mom and dad being raised in India having that different set of expectations different set yeah. of norms because it's, it's not normal to them you know having their daughter stay later than 10 30 because in India girls are at home by 8 8 30 because it's just so unsafe you know mm. and looking back I'm like so grateful like I love my home country and very patriotic but I could never live in India looking back now I could never do that like I see my cousins and I see my family I just like damn how do you do that like I can't do that Mm. I'm very grateful that was raised abroad but different different set of norms different set of expectations that you have to follow no matter what yeah Yeah, for sure yeah and that's 
something I haven't experienced. Well, I, I used to have a curfew, but it's not in the sense that, oh, all British or Mexican parents put a curfew. Because usually, actually, British and Mexican parents are quite, well, that's not true. Mexican parents can be strict, but from what I've observed during my time mm-hmm. here, they don't <clears throat> care as much as, you know, as maybe Indian parents or even Chinese parents or... Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know what I could say about me and my upbringing in terms of societal norms, but I mm-hmm. living in China for 15 years, there there are a lot of societal norms and pressure there. I feel mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. especially on the younger generation, they mm-hmm. they have this thing called the Gaokao, and it's mm-hmm. literally just one exam that determines your life, basically. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I understand. <laughs> that's from what I understand. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the case. You know, you need to get a really good yeah. grade to get into good university, mm-hmm. and that will determine your career. And if you yeah. get a bad grade, then you will go into not as good as a university, and your career won't will reflect that. And that's a lot of pressure to put on pressure. 17, 18 year olds. It links back to exactly, grades, but it's, yeah. on a, it's on a different level. Level, Especially for sure. You need to you need to do well, or else yeah, you you just won't do well in the future. Yeah, and you, I know that you studied in a Chinese primary school. So, do you want to talk about that? Like, <laughs> what what were your um, experiences? Yeah, uh, the grades thing was definitely evident there because. Oh my god, these kids, they were looking <laughs> back now, they they had to go to school from nine to four like normal like normal kids. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards they would go to piano lessons or mm-hmm. violin lessons or kung fu lessons or you know, some kind of extracurricular to set them apart from other kids, but they're not really being set apart because that's what all the other kids do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to do it. Or else you won't get into a good middle school or high school, and that's even from a really young mm-hmm. age. Because I was there since mm, from kindergarten all the way to year five or sixth grade, mm-hmm. and it was it was so weird. Well, not weird because mm-hmm. it was normal for me to see that at the time. But looking back, it's really amazing how much pressure is put on these kids from such a young age. Yeah, definitely. And that creates a stereotype in your mind that, you know, like, oh, they're so smart and they have to do so well and they have to exceed in every level because mm-hmm. it's just, again, that norm that they're forced to follow, whether they like it or not. It's yeah. prevalent in their society. Like, they have to do it. They have to follow it. They know? have to follow it. If, if they, yeah, and if they steer, like, I've learned this in uh, my university sociology class that when you steer away from the basic norm people will look at you weird you know mm-hmm. like what are you doing like you're not conforming to societal norms you're doing the complete opposite so it's yeah. very <clears throat> how do I say it's very weird when people mm-hmm. don't follow like what if you know a kid got a really bad grade or they're not they're not attending piano classes and they're not doing extracurriculars it's like what are you doing like this is what everyone of your kind does 
So why are you yeah. not doing it? You know, so you're mm-hmm. like steering away from that expectation, that norm that mm-hmm. they're forced to follow. Yeah. Yeah, and I was definitely that weird white kid who didn't play any (laughs) instrument. After school, they all looked at me like, dude, what are you doing? I don't know, I'm just just trying to fit in, I guess. (laughs) Well, now you know how to play the drums, so that's the first. Well, yeah, technically I did play instruments. Not after school, I played them on the weekends, but it was more for fun. I wasn't forced to do it. They're more... Well, I don't, yeah, I think they're more forced to do it. I don't believe that you enjoy playing violin or piano at a professional <laughs> level when you're five years old. Or maybe they did, I don't know. I, I never really asked them. And even if I did, I probably, mm-hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, and that just reminded me, that like clicked in me. Um, my mom's brother, he's married to a Chinese woman. So I have Indo-Chinese cousins. And they're so cute. I love them. But they study in, he like my, my, my uncle, he lives like two hours away from me from here in Hangzhou. Um, And I see the his kids and they're what, they're really young. They're 10 years old. And I see them and they're forced to do um, like math outside of class. They're forced to do science. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. like, like all of that and I see that and they have to go to these like dance classes ballet classes the like extracurricular and I'm like damn I did not do that when I was 10 years old yeah. you get what I mean like but honestly it's so as a wild kid, you don't need to do it yeah as a kid you don't yeah. need to do all those exactly. kind of things because I didn't do them <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I would like to think that I turned out fine but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, you, you reminded did, you me that, that math as well. They just kept, they did so mm-hmm. much math, so much math. Mm-hmm. Like we had a lot of math mm-hmm. in school, but then they just went to uh, some kind of academy or Kumon after school to do even more math. And then after yeah. that, they go to three, four hour piano lessons or dance lessons and then go to sleep and then wake up at, 6 a.m. and then go back to school and it just repeats it's, and even on the weekends they don't have time to rest because I remember asking my classmates you know do you want to hang out and they're like oh no sorry I have this 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 I'm just like what mm-hmm. <laughs> I watch YouTube yeah. all, all day during the weekends why why <laughs> why are you doing all of this <laughs> and I didn't understand as a kid obviously but now as I got older I, I understand yeah why. of course yeah and I it's just so much additional pressure and I feel so bad like looking there's like their little kids you know they don't have time on the weekends like when I would whenever I visited them they would always be busy you know mm-hmm. and like here I have to go here I have to do this I have to do that like it just creates so much pressure for little kids and then when they grow up they have that same kind of mentality to follow like I have to go here to do this I have to do that like it's very tiring it's mentally it like leads you to burnout Mm -hmm. it leads you to burnout and it's just and they're little kids and they won't understand the concept of burnout you know until they actually experience it because they don't know what they're doing yeah sorry but i don't even Mm -hmm. understand and didn't understand the um the effects or the concept of burnout until maybe Mm -hmm. last year 
before that I had no idea what it was and I remember I'm aware in year 13 during Christmas or after the first term I was so burnt out oh my god but I had no idea what was wrong with me because I was working so hard and then all of a sudden I'm like staying in bed all day and I literally don't have the motivation to do anything else apart from staying in bed and I had no idea Mm -hmm. why I thought there was something fundamentally Mm -hmm. wrong with me and there's you know you see people again Mm -hmm. social media you see people going out and you see people celebrating new year wait why why am I like this yeah am I struggling and other people Mm -hmm. are they seem completely fine yeah oh my god that's such a great point that you brought up like I remember I was so tired by the last week of term I really Mm -hmm. just wanted to jump out of a building because I was like I have had enough of this can I just like please peacefully pass away (laughs) honestly speaking (laughs) it was so tiring and then (laughs) I remember like Nick texted me and he was like dude I can't do this anymore (laughs) like we both were just (laughs) oh my god that's just me throughout university this past 10 weeks (laughs) bro we had it good actually back then we had it good Yeah, looking back, we had free time. Now I don't. (laughs) And no, we don't. (laughs) But yeah, like honestly, just looking back at the burnout part and everything, and like as Nick mentioned, seeing people on social media celebrating Christmas, and then that just creates like this like expectation, like why am I not doing this? Like Mm -hmm. I should be able to do this, but no, I want to like I just want to stay in bed and watch Netflix all day. It's like that kind of picking part at yourself to doing yeah. this and doing that. When you're just content that it's okay if I'm like this, it's okay. Everyone is different, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. Exactly. Um, and yeah, and like leading, just like one last thing that I would like to talk about with burnout is that I experienced a ton of it when I was at AISG. And AIG, if people don't know what I'm talking about, is American International School of Guangzhou. And I was there for a year. And boy, oh boy, was I mentally exhausted. I had like no time for anything. And I, it was the worst. Like, it was tough, man. Yeah. Like, think about it now. It was just like really difficult. And kind of matching other people's expectation. Like everyone would score such high grades. And when I didn't, it would really take a toll on me as well. Like, I'm, mm. I have to follow their expectations and I have to follow their norm, which is, you know, like looking back on it now, again, everyone. But yeah, that, that, yeah, she very grateful that they let me in, but I'm, it was just very difficult. <laughs> also very grateful and that you let my me mom out. Was, And then I remember my mom <laughs> talking about how I should, try applying to BSG again and she like literally kind of saved me <laughs> at that point mm. and yeah again very grateful that to BSG that they let me in and I found my best friends again <laughs> I reconnected <laughs> with everyone and I'm very very grateful for that so yeah thank you to BSG for letting me in and yeah <laughs> yeah good stuff <laughs> yeah okay anyway 
So to sum up, basically, I just wanted to talk about, you know, how to deal with all of this that we've discussed healthily and at least in a kind of positive way, because we all are humans and we are bound to feel a spectrum of emotions at many given points. Mm-hmm. So with social media, guys, I feel like I've, I've taken a lot of time to realize this, and I'm really glad that I have. But social media is literally not what it seems. People post and people post what they want to post. People want to post what they want to show, that exactly. this is their perfect life. This is their happy life, you know? Mm-hmm. But again, you never know. You just never know what that person is going through. Like, first of all, there's just so many filters and there's so many, like you crop this out. I have to crop this out to look better or I have to do this to look better. And so people can yeah. validate. But when, and I look at that, and I looked at on social media and I'm like, I'm so glad that I have this realization that everything on social media is not what it seems. Mm. And when you see people's perfect lives playing out, you're just like, oh, damn, like, why don't I have a life like that? And then you start comparing. But guys, again, like, I would like to reiterate, nothing is real on social media. <laughs> like, sure. people just want to post what they want to post you know Hmm. at least not many not very many things on social media are real Mm -hmm. or the complete versions of the truth Mm -hmm. even celebrities you know we like to admire them and think wow they have such a great life they have all this money they have these cars they have these parties they do these concerts but I think recently a lot of celebrities have been taking kind of well, maybe not a lot, a few celebrities have been taking an Mm -hmm. initiative to kind of show to us that Mm -hmm. their lives aren't as perfect as they make it out to be or as we perceive them. Because I remember Mm -hmm. uh, Madison Beer, I think it was, she she posted a series of these photos where one second she's all smiley and maybe Mm -hmm. there's like a car in the background, an expensive car in the background, and a lot of people mm-hmm. see that and think, oh, wow, she has a really great life. But in the mm-hmm. next photo, and she's actually doing, I think, the same pose. I could mm-hmm. be remembering this wrong, but I think it's along the same, along the same line. Mm-hmm. And she's crying. Yeah. We don't yeah. know why she's crying, but she is crying. She is crying. Exactly. And especially a few minutes or even a few seconds after she took the first photo. Yeah. That's why I love Madison Beer is that she's very authentic. And they're very I think you celebrities showed it to out me, there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like you, you sent, sent I remember you, no, you sent it to me. I remember you sent it to me on Instagram. And then oh. I remember I told you I screenshotted it because I found it so cool that she did that. Yeah, you know? props to her because it takes a mm-hmm. lot to kind of show that kind of, that level of vulnerability. Yeah, especially when you're a celebrity as well. Mm. And it takes a lot for them to be authentic and to show who they actually are, you know, and it really kind of manages other people's expectations of what celebrities are because people judge celebrities no matter what they do. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But they're always in the spotlight, even if they're not on Mm -hmm. stage or not in a movie. There's paparazzi all the time taking photos of them. Yeah, it's It's a lot. It can be. Yeah, it can be a lot. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
another podcast episode in the making <laughs> celebrities is, under pressure <laughs> especially i think um, child celebrities would be a good one because i can't imagine the psychological uh-huh. stress oh my god definitely that a, that a child celebrity needs to go through has to go through that is yeah, yeah that's 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 gotta be tough mm-hmm. but yeah like with again like <laughs> i remember i posted um a picture like I posted a series of I posted a question thing like what are your plans for this month and Juanita if you're listening she replied like to cry and I was like that's damn you're just exposing Juanita Juanita put that in anonymous (laughs) and you're just like Juanita wants to call everybody (laughs) no 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 she knows that she knows that it's all in good fun um but I remember I posted a picture so funny now <laughs> but I remember I took a picture of me crying and I sent it to Eunice <laughs> and I was doing math <laughs> and I was crying and I sent it to her and she's like are you okay I was like no but I'll be fine and then I took that picture because I thought it was perfect for what Juanita said to cry and I posted me crying <laughs> on my Instagram oh, really? story. I don't remember that yeah. I remember seeing uh, a comment saying that she wants to cry but I don't remember saying that <laughs> you no the photo of you oh yeah you have really bad insomnia yeah sure. I have short-term memory loss <laughs> yeah <laughs> <But> <laughs> I remember I posted and I was like why not you know we're all human we can be authentic mm. we can be and exactly. there's no harm in doing that no one has I a doubt life. anyone called you out for posting no no one called Krishna, me why are you posting no. exactly because mm-hmm. realistically at the end of the day nobody cares exactly <laughs> they care about themselves and how other people per- perceive them mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. all of us feel mm-hmm. sure we we might judge people here and there but it's not mm-hmm. to the extent where if you see someone crying on instagram you'd be like typing them or or putting you know um why are you crying and posting it yeah. on instagram because yeah realistically they don't care they don't care and I I didn't post it with the sense like I want people to ask if I'm okay because that was like three two years ago or one year ago and I don't care about that anymore it was funny (laughs) I thought it was really funny and authentic and again as somebody who wants to be a mental health professional I feel like it's okay to be authentic and it's okay to be who you are for sure yeah well, I think that's mm-hmm. a pretty good place to end, unless you have yeah. something else to say. No, I have nothing else. I have it's nothing a, else to say. It ended on a good note, I think. Just be yourself, be yeah. authentic. All be the yourself good stuff. and be authentic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure most of you are our friends and you know us, or we send you this podcast through mm-hmm. Messenger or something. Um, so thank you for mm-hmm. taking the time to listen. It would be mm-hmm. really great if you could leave a review or just put five stars on well, like <laughs> realistically it doesn't matter right because it's not like Ooh, no like and yeah. subscribe because we don't care it's just <laughs> more of a it's more of a fun project at the end of the yeah. day yeah but if you do exactly. have something yeah. you want to say if you want us to oh the audio if it's bad it's because we were we literally just started this and we haven't bought <laughs> microphones Fine. so we're just using our earphones the microphones on our earphones i think mm-hmm. We should invest yes, in microphones. Definitely, though, definitely. I don't know. Personally, I don't like podcasts that have bad audio because 
that's mm-hmm. literally all they are it's literally just audio and you don't have any visual <laughs> any visual yeah. so it, it so can be a bit annoying to be good yeah, yeah. so i yeah, think yeah. we should probably get we'll we'll get that range so don't post mm-hmm. us in the comments and be like oh my god your audio is so bad we are we're yeah. aware of the problem we're just we're yes, getting to it we are we're working on it and if you guys yeah. have any suggestions you can because we have like emails because we're like really professional people yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anyway if you guys want to send us any suggestions or if you have anything else to add that we would like you know that you would like us to improve we have an email because you know we're professionals and we have our shit together <laughs> <laughs> anything and and everything at outlook.com and yeah. it will be in the podcast description. So if you have any suggestions, feel free to reach out. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good stuff. Goodbye, everyone. Good stuff. Thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Once again. Thank you. Bye. Bye.